0: Welcome to the A2 Schools Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cluley, Director of Communications here in the Ann Arbor Public Schools. I'm joined, as always, uh, our Superintendent, Dr. Swift. Thanks for being here today.
1: Well, good afternoon, Andrew. It's great to be here.
0: And we also have three teachers from the Ann Arbor Public Schools. It's great to get the teachers in uh, on the A2 Schools Podcast. From Skyline High School, uh, Tanya Whitehorn is here and Kathy McKircher. Thanks for joining us. Thank Thank you for having us. And from Eber White Elementary, we have third grade teacher Stephanie Bernstein. Thank you for having me. So we thought that uh, since uh, we're still in the middle of February, and that's Black History Month, that we would focus in on uh, a couple of events that are representative of some of the things that are going on across the district this month uh, in honor of Black History Month. Um, And so that's why we've chosen these teachers.
1: You know, Andrew, we always uh, feel it's important every day of our instructional year to emphasize uh, the contributions and uh, the work of African Americans in our country and in the world. Uh, what I especially enjoy about February, though, is our teachers and teams just dial it up to a level of celebration. And so what I'm excited about for today is for these teachers, uh, you've chosen them because they're doing some really amazing work, uh, and that's part of an overall uh, just just uh, overall effort to celebrate this month And we'll be sharing more about that at at our next board meeting
0: so we'll we'll start at the the secondary level with the skyline high school um, every year the students in the african-american humanities classes get together they create a black history presentation i know that this year the theme is be the dream i'm hoping that uh, tanya and kathy you can expound a little bit on on the theme of this year's presentation
2: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Kathy, and uh, basically, we look at the local level first and see what their themes are going to be at U of M at Eastern, and then we look at the national theme, and we present those to the students, and they help us choose what they want for this year. And and so they chose to be the dream. I'm I'm assuming that this is tied to MLK, but
0: uh, is there anything more specific about it uh, that is is in the dream?
3: Yeah. Uh, this is Tanya, and so we looked at when we looked at what University of Michigan was doing and what Eastern um, had for their specific Martin Luther King uh, Jr. celebrations. We wanted to not only choose a um, a theme, but we also wanted to empower students, and so. We took a look at, we looked at old video clips of Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech and some other lesser known speeches of his. And the students really wanted to feel like they had a choice in what their lives look like and how they want to enter the world. And so we came up with this be the dream. So it's not only a challenge to students, but adults also who might be looking at the program that we do have some power over our lives.
0: So it's great that it's both the, the challenge aspect, but also that empowering aspect, which I, I know is a great uh, message for the kids to get as well. What kind of things uh, are people going to see if they uh, either get to attend the event in person or if they're just going to watch it in uh, the video on it of it after the fact?
2: So every aspect of the show is student created, including backstage work. Um, They choose the lighting. They run, you know, all the mics. And uh, then students have been working on for the last month or so different segments. So it might be poetry, dance, step, art. Um, history, and I think we've covered everything, right? So, And then they also um, will run the entire show from the beginning to the end. They're the ones at the podium speaking, introducing each other, and celebrating together.
1: You know what I love about your show? I've had the opportunity to see parts of it in the past is it really does raise that learning to the level of empowerment of students. And when your students have been at the board to share parts of that with us, I'm always just amazed at how much they own their voices. And because of that work that you all have set them up to do, how powerful their voices really are. And so I just wanted to call that out as um, really much more than observing a Black History Month. It's a really to me a transformational experience not only for the students involved but for all of us who are fortunate to get to see that show
3: yes i think at the, the the you know at the end of it the students are really proud of themselves um we are so rewarded with seeing them smile sometimes there are tears at the end of the show and they really feel for some of them the first time they feel good about something that's school related that they've produced that they've written and um you know because we ch- humanities is art um english music dance so we try to incorporate every part of what humanities is into the show we tell the kids the kids this is a the theme and you have to figure out how to communicate that theme to an audience of students and showcase what you've learned in the classroom You're just not here to perform. You're here to educate the student body. So show them what you've learned. And so at the end of each show, they feel really good about themselves and what they've been able to produce. And it's really rewarding.
0: Do you see students that just completely come out of a shell where it's, you know, you you wouldn't expect to hear much from them. And then all of a sudden you give them this opportunity and they just shine.
3: (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, (laughs) As a matter of fact, we do. I don't want to. We we strongly encourage students. I was going to use the word push, but no. We encourage students to come out of that shell because a lot of times, especially the students who say that they are um, quiet, a lot of times that quietness is because their self-esteem is low. And so we say, well, just do one thing in the show. You know, um, you don't have to you know, perform, maybe you can manage backstage. Maybe you can make sure, um, all of our mics are active. Maybe you can make sure that you're marking the stage to, so students know where they stand. So getting them to be an active participant in their learning and, and feeling good about themselves. So yes, we, we, we see them come out of a shell, but we also try to encourage them to go beyond what they've done.
2: And if you take those students, for example, that Tanya shared with us, many of them end up learning the script, they memorize it, and then they give feedback to the other students. And they'll say, you know, I think your poem needs some shorter lines here. Or um, you might want to incorporate this in the background to, to make your speech more meaningful. And all of that just seems to come naturally but if we had them try it in the classroom, it wouldn't happen. So it's wonderful. It's a wonderful experience all around for them and for us.
1: To me, that's the highest uh, purpose of learning is to find that um, that passion and to bring together a group of individuals and have them produce something together that not only transforms them, but really is powerful and transformative for the audience, and I can say that it, it it does that for me and I know for others who, who've been a part of it. So thank you for that work.
0: And I, I can only just add that if you get an opportunity to watch the video, uh, I encourage you to do so. Uh, I have not seen any of this year's performance, but I have seen those in the past, and it. I don't believe it's just the kids that end up with some tears on their face from time to time. So we also want to talk at uh, about the uh, black History Month efforts at, at the lower levels. So that's why we've got uh, Ms. Uh, Bernstein here with us to talk about a great uh, presentation that's up on the walls at Eber White Elementary, a periodic table of black history. Uh, can you talk, uh, Ms. Bernstein, uh, about where where the idea came from?
4: Sure. I did not create this idea. It, it came from um, two librarians from Lakeland, Florida, In 2019, they were trying to come up with a way to spark conversations about um, Black History Month through the lens of all these voices that may have not had an opportunity to be amplified in the past or even current um, African Americans who are making their mark and making our country a better place. So they came up with this periodic table and they had such an impact and it went viral that they offered a lot of their pieces for free. So we took their um, template to create our own periodic table, and then we found QR codes from another teacher um, and then added the missing ones. So we put all those missing pieces together to create a final periodic table that is set up um, in, in a similar way where it's color-coded categories. For example, there are activists, actors, uh, athletes, scientists, entrepreneurs, um, people who were famous firsts in different categories. And for each individual there's a QR code that if you go up you um, can pop into their biography. And the idea behind this was a way to connect our community to something bigger than what each of the classes was doing on their own. So it's part of our ongoing um, month-wide activities uh, starting with a fourth and fifth grade musical, The Quilt Speaks, that Jeffrey Willits, our wonderful music teacher, um, had the students perform. And then a lot of the classrooms are doing biography pieces through February and March. But I do want to speak to something you said earlier, Dr. Swift, which was that this doesn't, February is not the only time where we consider um Black history. And in third grade, it starts for us as an ongoing conversation um, throughout the class and throughout the year. It starts with Constitution Day at the beginning of the year, where we talk about uh, a famous painting of the Founding Fathers signing the Declaration of Independence. And we ask the kids to look at the picture and tell us what they notice. And what they don't, what what's in the picture and what's not in the picture, and that is the start of the conversation we have all year about underrepresentation and why representation matters, whether it's in politics or in the books that we read or in the people we see in our community. And so this is a way for us to spotlight and focus on um, providing voices, like I said before, for those who may not we may not have heard of before.
1: That's wonderful, uh, Kathy. I, I just am so impressed with third graders. You know, really thinking critically in the way that you've described, and uh, the super learning that occurs when the whole school, elementary school, comes together around an endeavor beyond what's going on in their in their individual classrooms. I always think those are seminal, uh, teachable moments.
0: And I got to say, this this periodic table seems like the type of thing that was probably an educational experience for the adults as they come into the building as well, that there's probably individuals on that table that they may not have heard of. And uh, what's the reaction you've gotten um, so far this month in terms of of parents or staff members or anyone coming into the school and seeing it? and, And what's the reaction that's happening?
4: After they say, oh wow, it'd be, it's right in when you walk in the front foyer. It's right there. And I will see people popping out their phones to scan a QR. Um, there are some rec ed classes there in the evenings, and I've seen parents waiting outside for their kids outside the gym with their um, cameras out. So it's been a really – there's been a really positive reaction. I've learned things from it. And our next step um, – there were many teachers who helped put this up and put it together. Um, our next step with this is we were thinking, oh, we should have the kids do the research, and create our own periodic table where it becomes what you're doing at skyline where it becomes more student led and student centered and so we're hoping this will be the catalyst to that
1: and it's back to i recall what Tanya said earlier about you're not just here to perform you're here to educate and so i just love that that um our students are not only learning uh, as consumers uh, but they're learning to model and to teach others. And, uh, isn't that life learning? And we all know that as teachers that we don't really learn something until about the 29th time we've taught it, you know, that, that some, and actually every time we teach something, I think we learn also, don't we?
0: So as I said we've highlighted just two of the many many events that are going on across the district uh, in honor of Black History Month but just the importance of making uh, February highlighting Black History but doing it really throughout the year as well what is the you know the value for all students when we do that
4: At the at the elementary level I think it provides them with a way to contextually analyze the world around them and learn how to question and learn how to really think deeply about what they're learning, what they're not learning. And it it provides them with the scaffold to kind of build on that. And if I could say, just to help them learn, question everything and wonder about it. And you can then be agents of change. So for me, I think of it as, this is kind of a a gateway into your job as a citizen, And um, social activism by thinking about your own role in that. One of my
3: goals, I have like, I have two goals um, for every class. One is that our students be able to look in the mirror and begin to love what they see, no matter what images are shown back at them. That's the one goal. The second goal is that our students begin to humanize people that, especially marginalized people, that we move from beyond numbers on a page or photos in a, in a history book, that you begin to see people and that you don't, um, that you don't other them. And so when we begin to, uncover stories about people who don't look like us, that don't believe like us, that don't love like us, that we can truly understand um, that there doesn't have to be one way in this world. And you you need to be understanding and um, willing to listen. And so That second goal is to always humanize, get our kids to begin to humanize others and begin to love themselves along the way.
1: Wow, that is um, a powerful statement. And really, um, it's always been important. You guys have been doing this work for a few years, many years, I might add. Um, But I tell you, there's never been a more important time for that message and we've always talked about mirrors and windows but but you added to that tanya with the with the humanizing factor in being sure that we don't other because we've learned uh, to open the doors not to close the doors so thank you
0: that is definitely a good message and that will Speaking of the word good, we'll take us to the good news segment here on the A2 Schools podcast. And uh, in good news, we're going to celebrate a couple of recent uh, performances by students. We'll start with Future Stars 2023. Um, Every year, the Pioneer Theater Guild puts on this uh, talent show for uh, young uh, high school students across uh, Ann Arbor to show off their talents. And uh, they were able to get back into Schreiber Auditorium for the first time in quite a few years, so that's a a big excitement. And uh, there was over 20 acts that participated this year, so that's a a good number. And the overall winners were uh, Pioneer Juniors Lucy Dineen and Teddy Tolbert. Congratulations to them and congratulations to everyone else who participated in Future Stars.
1: Congratulations, Lucy and Teddy. Um, just rock stars. I mean, every year, uh, just the winners and all the participants of that at that event are just so impressive.
0: And uh, the other good news that I want to highlight is the uh, Pioneer Acapella Choir. Getting the chance to perform at Hill Auditorium as part of the Psalms, Hymns, and Spirituals, the music of Stacy Gibbs uh, a concert uh, that took place, uh, I think, last week. And uh, they were uh, the only high school group that got to participate. There were groups from the University of Michigan, Oakland University, and Wayne State University. And then the Pioneer Acapella group uh, got to perform, which is just a, quite an honor. And uh, of course, that concert was uh, in part uh, a Black History event uh, as uh, they were celebrating the music of Stacy Gibbs.
1: So congratulations to Pioneer Acapella and uh, director Stephen Lorenz. Uh, just an amazing group. Now, um, I'd really love to see the recording of that one also. Andrew, if you can make that happen. <laughs> <huh? laughs>
0: all righty. Well, I just want to thank uh, all three of uh, our teachers that joined us today. Tanya Whitehorn, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Kathy McKercher, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And Stephanie Bernstein, thank you very much for joining as well. Thank you. And Dr. Swift, thank you as always for being with us.
1: Yes, thank you all. You made it so special to be here today. We brag about black history activities going on in the district, but how much better to have it straight from you, straight from the classroom. And uh, we'll be gathering up some video and getting ready to share at our next board meeting, uh, the highlights, uh, but you guys are right out there making it happen. Thank you.
0: And thank you for listening to the A2 Schools podcast. As always, if you have any questions about the Ann Arbor Public Schools, the first place to go is our website, a2schools.org. If you have a topic that you'd like to have us discuss on a future episode of the A2 Schools podcast, don't hesitate to email me at communications at a2schools.org. And thanks again once more for listening to this week's edition of the A2 Schools Podcast.